I'm Sarah. And I'm Stephanie. And we're your hosts of the Motherload Podcast. Each week, we'll be getting real with each other, along with some of the world's leading experts in motherhood and women's health, some celeb friends, and fellow mamas to educate, empower, and inspire you along your motherhood journey. From fitness and wellness to full-on mama meltdowns. Hey, we all have them. To even the most controversial of issues, we share it all. Welcome to the Motherload. This podcast is brought to you by Luna Mother Co., the first all-in-one digital platform for motherhood. From fitness and wellness to parenting resources and community, Luna Mother Co. has it all. To learn more, visit www.lunamother.co. Since the shutdowns from COVID-19 began back in March, many parents, especially mothers, find themselves struggling to create balance between working and parenting when that line is indefinitely blurred. In fact, almost half of working parents, again, mostly mothers, have had to put a pause on their careers, either voluntarily reducing their hours or quitting entirely. On today's episode, we're joined by Deputy Editor of Working Mother and Mama of Two, Audrey Kingo, to discuss the disparities many mothers are currently faced with in the workplace, ways that you can advocate for your job as well as your need as a parent, and tips on how to navigate it all. Let's welcome Audrey to the show. Hi, Audrey. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I'm super excited to get to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So you are the deputy editor for Working Mother and a mother of two yourself. That's right. I have a five-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. Ah, so we're on the same this we're we're in the same place here. My son is also five <laughs> and my daughter is one. <laughs> so you feel me on that situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know we were just, I, I think the age gap is great. I, I, I love it. I do too. It's really a really nice age gap. Uh, We're definitely enjoying it and they seem to be enjoying each other. Now that she's turned one, they're kind of able to interact with each other more, which is really nice to see too. She's not just this little lump, you know, (laughs) walks and she sort of talks and they can play together and interact. Um, So it's been really fun to get to watch the development of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I found that one of the, for me, one of the, um, like the redeeming parts of the difficulties right now, right? In a pandemic and having kids. Right. It's like, I'm like, I get to watch them be sweet together. And I'm like, okay, that's one thing that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It is. It's really nice because we kind of get this unique time that we may not have otherwise gotten with our right. kids when they're so young um, and getting to really see that development at, you know, both within themselves as well as their relationship with each other. So that's definitely a silver lining for sure. Right. <laughs> um, and we need them. <laughs> we need all the, all the silver linings we can get. <laughs> we absolutely do. This is a crazy time for sure. Um, so we get to talk today about this attempt at balancing working and parenting amidst a pandemic and at a time where the lines between career and home life are very blurred, um, kind of indefinitely so. I know that this is something that I myself am kind of struggling to navigate and finding that balance and that 
the time to get everything done that I need to get done on top of everything that my kids need. Um, It's a lot, you know, it's a lot to take on. We suddenly are wearing so many different hats. Um, And that's obviously coming with a whole load of baggage (laughs) for so many of us. Um, Now, since this pandemic has hit, I've seen some statistics that have been showing that almost half of working parents, mostly mothers, have had to either voluntarily cut back on their hours at work or quit altogether, Um, you know, which is which is really interesting. So insight for us on that. Yeah, I mean. It's just, it's a reflection. You know, I think everyone says that with the pandemic, right, it exposes all the weak points. That's what we're seeing, right? Like anything that was weak, we're seeing just how weak it was. And so one of the things that we know is that moms, historically, even working moms, even working moms that make more money than their husband, breadwinning moms, still do more work at home. Like we've always, that second shift has never, you know, we've we've moved up into the boardroom and in the executive suites and we're, you know, we've got a woman running for vice president, thankfully. And, you know, we still just cannot uh, really get that, um, that balance at home. We, we just, we haven't been able to convince men to uh, partake in the caretaking equally. And so, you know, when there's a pandemic that suddenly your childcare is gone, your school is gone, uh, you know, you're maybe if you had outside, you know, house cleaning help or whatever, that's gone. It's all on you. And so the tough thing is moms are left with a really, you know, really hard choice. You know, do we, something has to give. So we kind of have to decide what has to give. And I think for a lot of moms, unfortunately, working moms, the the job is what they decide has to go. Right, right. And then that has its own impact on the family because now you're not getting that stream of income. And so you have to rework all these other parts of your life as well because right. now you're not working and you're there to take care of your children but other things have to have to shift within the the family. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, moms are I think I think it's like 60% of moms now are either breadwinning or uh co co-breadwinners in the family. So like moms incomes are very substantial, but I think what's a challenge is childcare is so expensive now that, you know, and this is my, my personal situation is that, um, if, uh, sorry, (laughs) if, um, if you're paying your entire childcare, you know, paycheck to childcare, it becomes a really tough decision. And I've written articles about why you should keep, that's the funny thing. I've written articles about why you should keep working, even if your entire paycheck's going to childcare, because, you know, you might get raises and you might get promotions and you're putting away money for retirement and all those things accrue over time. But it's really hard when you see your whole paycheck. So right now, my son, you know, because schools in New York City are part-time, we've got him in a pod for the other days of the week. But that with my daughter's childcare is my entire paycheck. So it's like, I love my job, so it's worth it to me, but it's really hard, right? It's really emotionally hard to, to, to justify that, you know? Right. So I think a lot of moms are just, you know, it's either the childcare portion becomes too expensive or it's just too stressful. I just feel like there's all these reasons that moms are saying, I just can't keep working right now. Right. Absolutely. And with there being kind of no end in sight, really, you know, it's, it's hard to know what to do because you may want to hold on to your job, but 
if it was going to be another month, sure, we can hold out. But what if it's another six months or another year? Who really knows? How long is this going to be sustainable for? And then when things do go back, then what? Are we? Are you going to continue to not work? Are you going to be out looking for a new job? I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's very emotional just to make that decision. Right. Um, and our, our identities are tied up in it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And like you were saying, for a lot of us, we really love what we do and letting go of that can be really difficult. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot of mom guilt that comes along with this too, because, well, I want to keep my job, but I also need to be there to take care of my children. And how do you, how do you make that decision without there being some level of guilt? And that's kind of the last thing that we as moms need is to pile guilt on top of it when we've been thrown this situation that's really kind of out of our control and was completely unpredictable and is something that we've really never been through before as a society. Right. But it's, I mean, that's another thing, you know, I feel like, and that perhaps is very uniquely American, I think, is this uh, impulse to feel guilt about, every decision we make as a parent. Um, and I mean, I, I, I feel it too. You know, my son, actually, he was home with me yesterday while, and, you know, he spent way too much time on his iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, you know, you don't feel good about that, but, it, but, you know, I had to work. And I feel like that's where, you know, a lot of moms are now, you know, we just have to make, make compromises. And then, but there were things we already felt like, you know, we're already like seen as no-nos, you know, like, eating too many snacks, spending too much time on the computer or whatever it was. So, you know, those are the compromises we have to make right now. And those are already compromises that came with what we felt at least to some degree of judgment. So. Absolutely. Right. Um, And, you know, kind of going back to us having to either make the decision to cut back on hours or voluntarily leave our jobs on top of that, women and mothers are three times more likely than men to lose their jobs due to the shutdowns and the pandemic. Right. And also we're kind of taking this step back. It feels yes. like. Yeah. I, um, one of the moms I interviewed, um, she, her, early on in the pandemic, the school shut down. And so she had no choice. She had to, she was a single mom. She had to provide childcare for her son. So she went to her employer and said, well, I have to do this. And they let her work from home or stay home for a couple of weeks. And then eventually they came to her and, and tried to get her to sign like a voluntary letter that she was quitting. She was like, I'm not quitting. I just can't. I have my son at home. So they fired her. Um, and so I feel like there are probably a lot of women in that position and, you know, she was really surviving on that extra, um, $600, you know, pandemic assistance. So I feel like there are probably a lot of moms like her in that position, you know, that were, that were relying on, you know, as any help they could get. And it's, it's going to get really tough, I think, because, you know, some of those things are going away. Some women who are getting paid leave through the, the CARES Act, um, have already used up all their paid leaves. So um, I feel like we're, yeah, it's getting really tough. I think, you know, we, we're already seeing it some uh, some places like the Center for Work-Life Law and a Better Balance that, that help moms out say they've seen a lot of calls from moms saying they've been, um, been fired or discriminated against at their jobs because they're moms. So it's, um, it's unfortunate. I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I keep seeing this floating around the internet where, 
it's like you can have a child or you can have a job, but you can't have both, you know, and we've been working towards this place where, like we were talking about earlier, that women have gotten to this place where we can have these these big careers and we can be on the same playing field as men. And now that's starting to go back and we're reverting yeah. back to how things, how things were and what we've kind of fought so hard to achieve. Um, and now right. the pandemic has hit and, and here we are, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and I think that's the concern that a lot of sociologists and economists have right now. Uh, what does this mean for women's advancement overall and the wage gap? Because we know that motherhood is largely tied to the wage gap. So they're really worried, you know, if all these women leave the workforce so that the wage gap is just going to get bigger and bigger. But there is some good news. <laughs> I always, I feel like I'm like the, the bringer of doom or something. <laughs> There's good news. Um, I was just uh, uh, tweeting at someone today that um, dads actually have done more. They're doing, they're, the housework is split more equitably. It has been during the pandemic just because it has to have been. There's so much more. So dads are doing more, um, which I think is a really great thing. Kids are seeing dads do more, which I think is a really great thing because as we know, what kids see is what they tend to do in their adulthood. So I, I'm holding out hope that in the end, maybe we will have learned some good lessons. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I know just in within my own family, my husband is back in his office now full time. But in the beginning, there was a period of time where he was working from home solely. And then slowly he went back in, you know, like three half days a week. And then mm-hmm. that was three full days. But he was home so much more during the week. And that allowed for me to have two days where I could work all day. outside of the house. Um, And so my kids got to see him so much more than they normally would during the week. And I know that he really appreciated that, that time as well, because that's something that he normally wouldn't have gotten when our our daughter was so small. Um, So I know that that was really nice for him. And of course now things are, at least for him, are back to (laughs) back to normal and he's working full time. And we are very lucky in that we have both of our, our sets of parents that live close by. So for me, if it weren't for my mother and my mother-in-law who watch my children a couple mornings a week so that I can come down to my studio and work, I, I just don't think that I would be able to do it at all because I we don't have childcare. So my... Yeah you know, there's no daycares that my daughter could go to. And I don't know that I would feel comfortable yet with her being so young and then potentially being exposed. Right. And then for my son who just started kindergarten, it's all virtual. So that adds this other layer of responsibilities because when I'm at home, if I, if I am trying to work from home, it's almost impossible for me to do because he has to sign on and off of school multiple times throughout the day between 8 30 and 2 p.m and that takes like our whole day and then when he's doing that even if he does have a break then i've got to get the baby down for a nap and i've got to Mm -hmm. feed them and there's and it takes up the entire day and there's no room for anything else and i'm you know I, i have my own business and so i can make my hour somewhat flexible but that's definitely not the case for a lot of of moms out there and so now we're juggling this being a homeschool teacher and taking care of the house and cooking for everybody and taking care of the kids and all of their needs. And then we're also expected to be on phone calls for work and getting things done and being on meetings. And how on earth are you supposed to even attempt to navigate something like that? It's impossible. Yeah. 
Yeah, my um, fortunately, my daughter's daycare reopened, which was our like saving grace. Because my same situation, my husband went back to work and it was me at home with both kids trying to work. And I did it for a week and I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, so fortunately her daycare reopened, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, exactly. Cause it's not just, it's also like the transitions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then they've got to run to the potty and then they've got to get a snack. And then you like, you know, it's just, there's, there's really, there's no way to, to, to do both and to feel good about the way you're doing both. Right. Absolutely. And at least for myself, I find that my patience level goes down if I'm attempting to work and also navigate his school and the projects that he's supposed to be doing in between when he's got to pop on next and, and the baby. And so I just have to put work to the side because it does affect my level of presence with my children when Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do too many things at once and it's not fair to them. And it's also not fair to my work. So I find myself staying up late at night, trying to get things done and not, and then that affects things in and of itself because then you're more tired and you're, it affects your health and all of these other things. But I mean, we're just not given much else to work with. Yeah, I know. And that's why, I don't know if you saw it, but there was an article in the New York Times about how employees at Facebook were were feeling resentful of the working parent employees because they felt like their loads had been lightened. And I was like, I mean, maybe that's the case at Facebook. I don't know. But I feel like every other working parent I know is working till like 3 a.m. Like they haven't stopped working. We're just working around the clock. Right, absolutely. (laughs) And you know, I have I have spoken to people who, since working from home, their workload has increased and their hours have increased. So now instead of working the regular amount of hours they would if they were going into the office, they're starting meetings at 6 a.m. And then their last meeting is at 11 o'clock at night. And right. so their work hours have just been totally expanded. Right. And that goes for both women and men that I've spoken to, that this is happening. And that makes it harder too, because then you have, you know, the dad who's home, but he's still working and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night and he's still getting things done. And so there's still kind of this lack of, of help. Yeah. You know? yeah. So are there any companies out there that are doing things? Yes. Yes, there are. That's the good news. Um, what one of my favorite benefits I, or one of the best benefits I've seen is Bank of America is offering either, depending on your salary, either 75 or $100 per every day that you work for backup childcare. So through the end of the year. So that's, I mean, that's, that's obviously wonderful. You could, you know, hire a sitter to come by and help out for a hundred dollars. That makes a day. It makes a big difference. Um, other companies have offered uh, paid leave, Microsoft and Google and Facebook and a few others have let employees take uh, paid leave during this time, which is also great. Um, so there are definitely companies stepping up American express. That's another one that's offered paid leave and um, really trying to help their employees right now. But um, so that's the good news. And I, I hope more companies, hopefully, I think it's one of those things if they see their competitors doing it, more companies might step up and do it. So that's good news. Yeah, I hope so. Now, have you found anything from your experience that could be like helpful tips or ways that working moms can better manage their time or things that they can even do to kind of advocate for their 
positions at work while they are working from home and taking care of children and navigating all of that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first thing I would say is ask for it. You're you're not going to get anything that you don't ask for. So if you need flexibility, I think a lot of employers right now are willing to offer flexible hours. So definitely ask for flexible hours. See if maybe you can, if a lot of people are unclear whether or not they can take the CARES Act uh, paid leave. Um, but basically, if you work at an employer with between like 50 to 500 employees, you might be able to. So definitely look into that. Um Look up and look up back, back up child care. See if your company offers that. And um, the other thing I would just say is, if you are, if your spouse is still at the house with you, um, you know, try and try and block your calendars off. And just you know, when one person's in the other room, like make it uninterrupted time. The door is shut. They cannot come to mommy. <laughs> like right. unless the house is burning down, this is a daddy problem. <laughs> so I think you kind of have to um, just block your time accordingly and, and really be firm about, you know, who's on first. Right. Right. Absolutely. I know that, you know, some of the moms in our community that we've talked to about this, because this is definitely something that comes up a lot in our communities um, when we're, when we're all talking and in our mom's groups is the shared time. So when you have two parents who are working from home and one of you has a call at a specific time, then the other one's managing the kids and, and then you can kind of flip back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that does seem to be really helpful if, if you're able to do it. Now I know some right. schedules definitely don't allow for that and they're just sort of jam packed. Um, but that is a really great thing to do if you're able to as well yeah. these times and, and yeah. check your schedules against each other's and how right. we, you know, tag team here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That and another great uh, thing I've seen recommended and I just, I kind of endorse this wholeheartedly pandemic or not, which is just let your kids be more responsible, you know, let them, you know, give them some chores, give them, you know, some uh, freedom to figure things out for themselves. Uh, one of my favorite tips I saw now this, our kids are too young for this, so it wouldn't work. But if you have older kids, uh, just uh, putting up a project board with post-it notes with all the things that need to be done around the house for that day. And just everybody's got to come by and take a, take a sticky note. Everybody's got to take something and get it done. I think if you have older kids, that might work really well. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I know with my son, I have seen a new level of independence in him that he didn't otherwise have. He's always been the type that really wants somebody to play with him. He doesn't really do a lot of like playing on his own. Um, but well, since his sister was born and then now with all of this that's going on, he's definitely gotten better at those kinds of things and doing art projects on his own. So that's been nice to see is that he's able to do some of these things. And when he's given projects at school, for the most part, he there are things that he can do on his own. And so that's been really helpful because... <laughs> Otherwise, it's really hard when you're trying to navigate, you know, a baby who needs you for everything. Right. Um, you know, so so here we go. This age gap has been really helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the moms that have young children at home that do need you for everything, it's really hard, you know, and we, we're not in this alone. So, you know, it's, I wish that there were more resources out there to help. I hope that eventually that will happen and we're sort of slowly seeing some of that mm-hmm. starting to happen. Um, yeah. I think that's the good news is it's really made people aware. 
right. of what's needed and kind of the struggles of working parents. I feel like everyone kind of sees like, oh, wow, you know, childcare is really important. Schools are really important. Like our society can't really function without these things. Our economy can't really function without these things. Right. So hopefully uh, it's, it's, it's a good wake up call for a lot of folks and maybe, you know, some subsidized childcare, paid family leave, some things that have long been talked about. Maybe we'll see some progress. I hope so. Yes, I hope so too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Audrey. This was really wonderful conversation. And um, I hope that everyone listening has at least felt validated in their struggles. Um, (laughs) Our kids are all watching YouTube. That's all. That's the main point. It's okay. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Zero judgment. We're all just doing what we can to survive. And it is what it is. We're all going to be just okay. It's it's all going to be fine. And this is, I mean, I watched a ridiculous amount of TV, like Saved by the Bell growing up. So, you know. They're fine. We all turn out just fine, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> They're going to turn out just fine too. You know, for all we know, there could actually be so many benefits to this for our children. More time with yeah. their parents, more time at home, like you said. Oh, yeah. Parents for sure. Splitting the responsibilities. So I do think that there's there's a silver lining to all of this. And Oh, yeah, for sure. In those really challenging moments, I just try to remind myself that this is temporary and that eventually mm-hmm. this will pass and things will mm-hmm. will move forward. I don't like to say that they will go back, go back to normal because the normal that we had prior to the shutdown, there was a lot of issues there too, right? So we, we can learn from this time and we can do better and we can move forward. I love that. Yeah. Well, Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the Motherload podcast so that you can stay up to date on all of our future episodes. We'll see you next time.